and grab your friends. It's time for MetaWatch, the world's first, best, and only MetaBots podcast coming to you from beyond the grave. My name's Mitch. I use he, him pronouns. I'm coming out of my grave, and I'm feeling just fine. Joining me as always, they taught Dracula how to rock a cape. Give it up for Colin. I don't think love is over. My name is Colin. I use they, them pronouns. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> and uh, what is our next guest but a miserable pyro secrets? Everyone cower and feel of Sam. Um, my name is Sam. I use he, him pronouns, and I'm just, don't mind me, I'm just grabbing all the flowers that are around this grave. <laughs> yeah, Mitch, you're making us work real hard for this one. I did not remember a single Dracula in these two. <laughs> you know what? My intros don't have to have anything to do with it. They never have. <laughs> Mitch, this is the Valentine's Day episode. Why are you doing Halloween themes? <laughs> what is more, what could be more romantic than a vampire sweeping you off your feet. Okay, you're right. Um, <laughs> a lot of things, actually. Listen, Vampires I'm a gross for and black creepy. Lipstick, so okay, okay, all right, yeah, yeah. There's that. Um, no, so this this is my third pass of this uh, intro. It was a lot worse. <laughs> so oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, this is this is nice. Um, yeah, yeah. This is going to be our Valentine's Day episode, which is yeah. very fitting. Uh, both of these episodes are about love yeah uh both romantic and and platonic uh truly some of the the most loving episodes that we've seen so far <laughs> which i guess is why we have sam on this time around yeah um sam sam you're from you're from a, a land of love uh you're from french canada uh I'm, yeah it's a it's a land of love it's it's a land of passion yeah, uh, that that passion might look like hate a lot of the time, but trust me, <laughs> it's just passion, pure passion. Passion for the French language, hockey, um, maple syrup—you know, all the best things in life. <laughs> yeah, passion for which of the four dial, which of the four distinct and academically recognized dialects of French English uh, <laughs> is the best amongst each other. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, why don't you go on the record and tell us which is the best? <laughs> I prefer Franglish. Franglish is when you... <laughs> the Adam Sandler movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, so Franglish is, you know, it's it's from the region where I'm from, which is like kind of like the north, northeast uh, part of New Brunswick. And essentially, it's you have full prepositions in either language. But you don't you you don't like mix and match them much. So you you start a sentence uh, speaking in English, et après ça tu continues en français, and then you just like go on to a new point again in English, puis après ça tu retournes en français pour parler un petit peu plus, puis t'ajoutes un petit peu à ta phrase, puis ton histoire, etc. And you just kind of keep going and switching back and forth between the two. Uh, this is in contrast with the worst one, which is chiac, and chiac is you. It it is, however, uh, fairly understandable by a lot of English only speaking people because you are speaking in French, but you are conjugating everything as if it is an English word. That's terrifying. So, <laughs> so those, like the quintessential for the quintessential Shiak sentence is "J'ai parqué mon car outside de la street." No, <laughs> God, I love it. Oh man. I, w- I would have uh, I would have gone farther in my uh, French studies in uh, in college if I knew that. 
Yeah, that Boy, you could that just show the examine go she park in the car inside of the street. <laughs> God. You, oh. I'm sorry, are you talking like Pepe Le Pew? No, 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 it's legit. <laughs> Recognize this dialect. This is legit French. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, uh, speaking of French things, do we want to talk about there's something about Miss Mimosa? <laughs> I'm down. All right. Uh, so we have a flower metabot named Floro, uh, who is working in a flower shop with a man by the name of Mr. Richards. And uh, Icky and Metabi come by to tell them about the uh, the most recent meta batch, uh, meta batch, uh, meta meta match, meta battle, row battle. I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, We've only done place. 19 episodes of this. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> And uh, he gives him the play-by-play of Samantha beating the shit out of Spike. Um, And, uh, you know, uh, he seems to, like, you know, he's a florist, but he's still got an interest in metabots and even says, like, hey, you know, the local forest association is having having a tournament. I'm going to compete. You should come watch. And he's like, yeah, sure. And then we get a uh, we get uh, a hey, ladies, as uh, the beautiful Miss Mosa. Icky's music teacher uh, walks up to the florist shop to buy some fresh flowers. Her flowers in her her house have have just like they've dried out, so she wants to get some more. Uh, and Mister Richards is clearly absolutely uh, head over heels for this girl and cannot even manage to say a single word as he pricks his finger on uh, the thorn of a flower, and she immediately whips out a uh, band aid to slap on his finger. Yeah. Um, this guy's real cute. Um, throughout this whole episode, like he doesn't get too creepy about it in the sub, which is really nice. Uh, this is a pretty creepy episode towards, uh, Miss Mimosa, except for, um, Mr. Richards. He's actually pretty all right. Um, Metabi comments about the fight though. And he says it was a great battle. It was hot like Udon and long like Soba, which I just, I thought it was nice. You know, I do love both those kinds of needles, uh, but Metabi is not that uh, that congratulatory uh, in the dub. Yeah. He is more like, wow, how did anyone expect anything else to happen except for Pepper Cat beating Cyan Dog? <laughs> yeah, because uh, Icky comes in and he's like, this is the most amazing match. You have to hear this. And it's like, oh, it's Samantha beating, uh, beating Spike. <laughs> because in the sub, it is not Samantha beating Spike. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he watched two good row battlers battle. <laughs> um the other big difference here is um it's charge seed uh charge seeds is the name of the, the metabot so throughout the episode uh, they just call them seeds i'm like well well <laughs> you'd call them something different yeah. than seeds this I isn't gundam floral's design like floor both floral and mr richards have like great designs and i wish they i wish they had showed up in like other episodes previously yeah uh he's um, like he's super friendly to Icky, and it's like oh yeah like these two are just like real good buddies they chat about the their metabot news and they invite each other to metabot battles that's that's cool like he's he's like a nice fixture of the community but yeah. it, it is very cool uh to see Icky have like an adult friend that's also not a giant criminal or a capitalist criminal. Um, I do like it. My big problem is um, after the next episode, we've seen every episode. <laughs> like we only have a few episodes that we're missing. I don't think this guy comes back. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm fine with that because frankly, as much as I really love Floro's design, um, I do not want to hear a Woody Allen impression in the year 2021. 
Uh, uh, I'm just like, I don't need that in my life. <laughs> that's the other nice part about uh, the sub. That is not the voice. Yeah. Um, uh, Seeds doesn't talk um, for the majority of the episode, which is nice. Yeah. Um, also, you guys like you like the creepy mouth, the weird bulbous face and creepy mouth. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It's a it's it's an interesting design. Uh, <laughs> I like the eye section that looks like a VR headset. <laughs> All right. All right. I, I mean, <laughs> he looks fine. like he's got a VR headset on his face. I just love that bit. It is basically the only metabot we see this episode. So. <laughs> Uh, because obviously, um, Metabee does not count. Yeah, the, I do have to ask: Do we still have? If Seeds barely talks, do we still get like the long, creepy close-ups of his face? Yes, they is just they don't say anything. Yeah, you know, like oh. in most episodes of uh, of Metabots in the sub, any time where they're just zoomed in on somebody's face, usually they're not saying a single word. Um, I think there's a particularly funny instance I want to question Mitch about this in the second episode, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, oh, also the second well, episode is phenomenal with the jokes. Yeah. It's by far probably the funniest sub episode. Um, I will say, uh, I'm a little disappointed that they went with the Woody Allen impression instead of a Rick Moranis impression, because this is like the perfect time to make a little shop of horrors reference in this show. <laughs> what if... Now, hear me out. What if it's just a really bad Rick Moranis impression? <laughs> what if it is? <laughs> Listen, the voice yeah, actor okay. tried. Yeah, that's this is what I'm going to believe. Um, <laughs> what if it was a good impression and then, like, the metal filter, like, fucked it up? Oh, I mean, you know, that's true. Uh, compression's a hell of a drug. Uh, <laughs> they got the guy from Cyber Sleuth across the hall to come down and just start recording his Rick Moranis impression, and they couldn't correct him because they yeah, were only yeah, paying yeah. him four dollars an hour. Oh man! Well, that's like I can't remember if it was this episode or the next episode, but in the the wrap up where uh, Mister Referee talks about like who won, uh, he does let slip a Canadian again, uh, which <laughs> delighted me. Um, <laughs> Those Canadians. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, I guess back to the episode that we watched. Um, we cut over to school. Uh, Miss Mimosa is playing piano in the music room, and like all the boys in school are kind of like hanging in the in the internal hallway windows listening because it's beautiful. It legitimately is like a very nice uh, uh, piano song. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. I feel like it's probably something that's uh, – it's not Claire de Lune. That's all I know. Um, uh, real quick, um, the boys are chatting. And it's gossip. It's like uh, one of the boys goes, I wish she gave me private lessons in quotes. And like all the boys start agreeing and saying stuff. And it just quickly zooms away from them. Yeah. Um, I'm like, this is a kid show. In the in the dub, it's a little less bad because they're like, oh, you know, she plays so well. It really makes you want to have uh, want to take uh, piano lessons uh, or she's so pretty. It makes me want to take piano lessons. So like a little less um, gross. But still, yeah. you know, uh, Miss Mimosa is going to be the an, an, an objectified figure for the rest of this episode, sadly. Um, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I want to bring attention to the most important part of the scene, and that's how adorable Metabee is leaning on the windowsill. Yeah. It's this very is, cute. Oh, man. Uh, this is kind of... The animation in these two episodes are so good um, because they're they're part of that block that are... Just like very kind of they they're really they have that nice feeling of volume, but they're still playing with abstract shapes a lot. And like I feel like 
without going to the uh, the fucking Trigger Studios uh, <laughs> uh, prequel episode. Um, this is like the way that like they they handle like Metabee's like eye shapes and stuff. Like really convey a lot of like interesting emotion and stuff that just always looks so good in this episode. <laughs> just imagine if Studio Trigger did this one instead of Ninja World. <laughs> no, um, no. Well, I, I don't. Uh, I do y- not. Uh, Miss Mimosa would have underboob, um, and uh, probably Coach Man Mountain would have destroyed an entire building with his like man force or something. Uh, <laughs> Oh man. Um but it all would have been saved because we would have found out that uh you know um Mr. Richards has a drill that he uses to plant the seeds and then he used that to defeat and blah, blah. we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh Arika rolls in uh to confirm with uh um uh Icky and Metabee as they're talking about Mr. Richards having this crush on Miss Mimosa. Uh, because she wants to confirm the name of, of Coach Man Mountain's competition. Because apparently, uh, word on the street is, is that he's head over heels and, uh, head over heels in love with her too. Uh, and this is about when Coach Man Mountain comes rolling up, pumping iron, uh, chases all the kids back to class, and then awkwardly invites Mimosa, uh, to watch his wrestling match tomorrow that he's gonna coach, and she turns him down, and is, cause she's got, she's got something going on that night, and so instead he's like, okay, well, can I, can I walk, uh, buy you lunch? And she's like, nah, I brought my own lunch, and then he's like, can I walk you home? And she's like, okay, I guess. <laughs> um, the, the man is persistent, I, yeah. you gotta give him that much, I guess. <laughs> Uh, in the in the sub the subverse dub here, uh, I mean she's still rejecting him, uh, and she's still doing it very nicely, yeah. um, which you know maybe she shouldn't. <laughs> Dude's pretty pushy, um, but uh, he keeps going. Hey, uh, what are you doing tonight? She's like, oh, you know, I have to help. You know, playing listings. He goes, "Oh, I love music. I'll help you." And she goes, "You know, that's a f- that's fine. I want to do it myself." And then, like, he just keeps going, "Oh, I'll help you with this." And she goes, "No, I can't impose." Oh, how about I walk you home to make sure you get home safely? And she goes, "That'd be nice." <laughs> but like, the entire time he's just like, "Oh, I want to help you. How can I help you?" As opposed to, "Hey, let's make this about me," which is a nice I, uh, difference there. I, Coach I in the sub agree. is so much nicer. I don't agree because Coach Man Mountain has never showed like any propensity for music or Oh no, he was lying like, for sure. But <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well that's that's what makes that's what like, you know, at least like coming out and saying, like, hey, I want to spend time with you. Is there a time that we could eat lunch together or go on a date or something? I feel well, like it's less self centered than trying to say like, Oh, I wanna be here to help you when that's like fair. we both know that I can't do any fucking thing to help you write music. <laughs> now uh on the other hand I, I guess he does like music. If you remember, he was singing ABBA in the last time we saw him. Yeah, but while he's working out, <laughs> that's that's fucking simple kid ass shit. You know, uh, she's trying to teach the classics out here. <laughs> uh, there's a difference between feeling the rhythm to do your workout to, and creating the rhythm. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to be nice to Coach Man Mountain because this is not a good episode for him. This is definitely not a good episode for him. He does deserve a little bit better. <laughs> he had that great intro episode and since then they're just they're missing the mark here on the man he deserves better uh well uh we cut over to icky who has rushed off to uh tell mr richards about his competition and how he needs to make his move uh you know if if he doesn't tell miss mimosa how he feels she'll never know and he's he's got to do it before he loses his chance which is just as when uh coach and uh, miss mimosa come walking by and uh she uh sidles over to ask mr richards um 
uh, you know, if if he has any new flowers. And he does. He, uh, he She offers to buy, like, one of his new, I guess, is a white daffodil. And uh, he still can barely even manage to say, th- like, a single word to her. He's still just kind of, like, humming and moaning and grunting and whatever. Um, but in, like, a nice, sweet, like, you know, flustered kind of way, mm-hmm. not or whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, while he's packaging up these flowers, they convince him, like, listen, you got to you got to do it. You got to make your move. And he starts trying to tell her about a nice garden with a nice little path. Uh, but Coach interrupts before he can finish, and uh, they continue to walk off before he can actually invite her on a date. Which kind of rude to invite somebody on a date when they're with somebody else, anyways. So you know, yeah. Whatever. Um, the uh, so um, he's talking to Icky about his love life, and uh, they're like, "You have to go for it." And he goes, "The flower of love burns and then withers. I don't want the flowers of my heart to wither." To which Medibi goes. That's dumb. You keep saying stuff like that, and Coach will steal her from you. You'll end up in tears. So he's just son. I love him. Yeah. Um, and then he gives her a white camellia, and then uh, he's stuttering, trying to explain. Uh, you know, in the language of flowers, that means uh, uh, the uh, the. Uh, and then you know she walks off, and he goes. Uh, in the language of love, the white camellia uh, stands for a timid love. So throughout the episode, every time he sees any part of a flower, he's explaining what that flower means. God, I want this man to get pegged so bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's Valentine's Day, baby. He deserves it. (laughs) He deserves a happy finish. Yeah. Let him get the strap. He needs it. (laughs) But it it is very sweet that he's trying to communicate his feelings through flowers. And um, he's just a sweet man. He's, He's very poetic and he loves the language of flowers. This is. I really hope that this guy shows up uh, in season two. <gasps> what I if, mean, we're in season two, but I hope he shows up again later. Uh, what if he shows up in season three? <laughs> oh man, yeah, season three is a wild west land that we don't know what we're going to get into yet. Uh, I was going to say two. <laughs> I was going to say, what if he was the third ranked row battler? But I kind of like him being in season three better. Yeah. Well, we do, we do know that he is uh, he is competing in private tournaments. So, I mean, who knows? Uh, this guy certainly doesn't not care about metabots. Uh, so, yeah. Um, oh, um, so after he says what the flower means, Medibi starts screaming at him. And he goes, love's like a row battle. The one who attacks first wins. <laughs> that sounds like something Erica would tell him. Yeah. It, it, it does sound like a Medibi thing, though. Because he yeah. just keeps comparing love to uh, metabots this entire episode. Well, you know, it's the only kind of frame of mind that uh, Metabi has for love is Rikusho, who he is only either fought beside or fought against in row battles. They have no other way of that. That is their love language. Um, so it's just you know, sometimes it's just how it is. It's just how Metabi do. <laughs> you forget though, Metabi is an avid soap opera watcher. Mm-hmm. He's trying mm-hmm. to so learn, he's per- <laughs> so he's seeing this and he's probably thinking, "No, I've seen too many. I've seen too many missed opportunities and mixed signals because one per- one party didn't go- just go out and admit to the other one that they loved each other. Yeah. Just do it, man. Just if do he, it. If he doesn't tell Miss Mimosa that he loves him, his twin evil brother, Mister Richards, is going to come and steal her from him. And he's also a uh, a florist, but he has an eye patch." <laughs> Uh, I am sold on evil Mr. Richards. <laughs> um, I mean, called me Mr. Dick. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, also the thing that makes him evil is he is actually cheating on his wife and children to come okay, and, well, and flirt with Miss Mimosa. He also has white streaks on the side of his hair, um, and uh, may have caused his wife, his best friend, and his brother-in-law to become massively mutated in a, in a genetic experiment. Um, and most importantly, he is played by the same actor that plays Mister Richards. <laughs> you will never, you will never see both of their faces in the same shot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, unless eventually, they just get, unless they get some really, really good green screen effects. In. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so um, uh, that night, Miss Mimosa is trying to. She's trying to finish uh, the music she's writing for her next lesson when her phone rings. And she picks it up, uh, but it immediately gets a bleep bloop and, and a hang up um, and uh, is making comments about how, you know, she wants to get this lesson finished before uh, her the person that she's going to meet is going to show up and then expects that phone to be uh, that person and then thinks, oh, well, well, it must be his cell phone. I'm sure he doesn't get good reception here. Uh, and then hears something outside and he- runs to the door and throws it open. But uh, sadly, um, this mystery man isn't here. He's run off again, and she's she doesn't understand why he keeps getting scared away. And uh, yeah, it's it's very sad. Um, um, but I thought she was going to get kidnapped for a second. Yeah, in the sub- I, just, I need to know what I need to know what the sub says here because her the look on her face when she opens that door is not the one of this is the person I've been waiting for. Uh, yeah, it is, uh, very different. Um, so first off, I want to acknowledge this phone is cool as hell. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a, it's a hot pink pyramid phone. It looks real cool. Um, anyway, um, phone call picks it up. She's terrified, hangs up. And then we see, uh, Miss Mimosa from her mail slot and something's zooming in from the mail slot and then it shuts real quick. As she turns around, and that's the noise that makes her go open the door. And she swings it open, looking terrified. And then she goes, who's there? Please, who's there? And that's the scene. And I'm like, she's got a stalker. She's in a love triangle, and she's got a stalker. This is not a good day for Miss Mimosa. Yeah. Um, oh man. Uh, Mitch, I, I do want to tell you this just because I feel like you'll, you, you will appreciate it. And I'm, I'm glad that you're watching the sub. So you didn't accidentally think this and make a wrong prediction because all of your predictions are right. Um, but when we found out that she has some kind of mysterious boyfriend who, uh, uh, you know, who gets in contact with her that she was going to meet up and then she throws the door open and we hear a, a cat noise in the alley. Um, <laughs> I thought that the crux of this episode was going to be that her secret boyfriend was the cat who runs the rubber <laughs> robots. <laughs> oh my God. That would have been so good. <laughs> This would have this would have destroyed the reveal, but like, oh god, that would have been so. <laughs> See, I thought you were gonna go, oh, secret boyfriend. Clearly, it's Space Metafighter X. <laughs> but no, um, going yeah. for the cat. Ah, yeah. I mean, so uh, technically, this comes uh, the bird, or yeah, the birds in the meta. No, wait, Miss Mimosa comes mm-hmm. uh, right before Phantom Phantom Renegade Unmasked. Uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, uh, ban all metabots. So we're still, we're not in space metafighter X territory yet, but I would, uh, you know, I, I was crossing my fingers for an early cat reveal, even if the cat didn't speak or anything, uh, you know, could have been, could have been good foreshadowing. Who knows? No. What if the cat spoke like, um, Bill Murray and his mouth just didn't move the whole time. 
Big fan of crime and lasagna, that cat. Uh, what if what if the cat spoke like Christopher Walken and just looked at you and said the words, Boots! I need some boots! Are you all not aware of the Christopher Walken Puss in Boots musical? You know, I've heard about it. <laughs> uh, he is probably my second favorite Puss in Boots. Uh, Antonio Banderas is Tony obviously Banderas. better. Antonio Banderas is a good uh, uh, puss in boots, but uh, at no point does he ever just uh, like get voiceovered to a real live action cat saying, "Boots, boots, I need some boots." <laughs> There's also still time. The, the, I was, you know I haven't yeah. watched the whole Netflix original series Puss in Boots. I only watched the first two seasons. I, I will say in the Christopher Walken Puss in Boots, they do have a prototype Shrek in it, uh, which proves that it's being made by the same license holder. <laughs> <laughs> this, despite being the cheapest made tv musical ever made anyways we're watching metabots um uh so next day uh icky and metabee um and uh, uh even coach man mountain from across the school hear uh miss mimosa scream uh and they come to check on her uh and it turns out it was just a, a cat had gotten into the classroom jumped on her desk and jumped out the window again a cat a cat <laughs> got in um and startled her, uh, but, you know, must have gotten scared away when she got startled. Uh, and that's when she tells them about uh, this mystery guy uh, that she's been writing letters to, this pen pal. But every time they try and meet up, uh, he gets scared off in some way or he doesn't show up. Um, and uh, uh, Coach Mountain says, hey, listen, this is this seems suspicious. This isn't on the up and up. Um, I'm going to check this guy out for you. I'm going to make sure you're safe. Uh, I, I'm going to do it myself. Yeah, um, she walked in and she saw saw a shape jump out of the window and dash off, and she freaked out, thinking someone was trying to harm her. And then at that point in time, they realized, oh shit, she's got a stalker. This episode's kind of fucking dark. <laughs> this episode is like, yeah, it's a lot more menacing in the sub. Uh, in the dub, though, I do I appreciate. How how much Icky like clearly just has nothing going on these days because he's like no, this is a project I'm gonna get Mimosa and Richards together. Yeah, God damn it, this is what we're doing. You on board, Benaby? Oh Metabee's my God, like, hell yeah! Oh, oh my yeah, God, well, I mean he's clearly got nothing to do because he's waiting for the 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 national Metabot tournament to happen. No, because he's already placed. He's already assured that he's gonna go to the international Metabot championship, so he doesn't have to worry about doing anything. They can just sit around for ten or twenty episodes until they <laughs> finally go there. <laughs> Guys, remember, um, Icky likes flowers. He's big into flowers to the point where his mom wanted to change his house into a bunch of flowers for That's Icky. That's true. Icky likes Good flowers. That. That's why he hangs out with Mr. Richards all the time. He's big into flowers. Um, real quick, I forgot to mention, after they realize Miss Mimosa has a stalker, we hear from our very favorite Mr. Narrator, who explains what a stalker is. Um, Good. Ahem, Good to get that PSA. Uh we get the otaku from before chasing a woman back and forth across the screen. Yeah. Uh, and then Mr. Narrator says, stalker, an annoying person who harasses and follows a person they love. Love can be so troublesome as to rob someone of their rationality. Now, now hold on, Mr. Narrator. You're making it sound like a sympathetic character. And I disagree. Um, but, uh, while he's explaining that, uh, the otaku's chasing this woman back and forth who's clearly terrified, Metabee shows up and shoots the dude. 
It's good. Um, you know, yeah. uh, I wish that would have happened when we watched that episode last time. Uh, yeah, but sadly, no. <laughs> yeah. God. Um, Ugh. I don't want to think is, about that episode. This is a very weird difference between the sub and the dub here. Yeah. The, how the love triangle is actually a love square in the, the dub, but nope, nope, that's not the, uh, the whole plot is a mystery in, uh, in the uh, sub, and that's, that's fun for me. <laughs> uh, so, um, Iki and Metabi recruit Mr. Richardson, uh, because they've got a plan. Uh, uh, Miss Mimosa has another, uh, scheduled date, um, at a local cafe, and assuming that he won't show up, uh, Icky and Metabi think that, you know, once they confirm, yeah, he's not coming, Mr. Richardson can swoop in, save the day, they can still have their little date at the, uh, at the coffee shop, and everything will be fine. Uh, and they're hanging around in a corner waiting to see if anybody shows up, and who shows up but Coach Man Mountain with a fucking Shania, uh, ready to beat the shit out of this guy and figure out if he is on the up and up when he shows up. <laughs> you can guess that's not why he's there <laughs> because of the sub. Yeah. Um, so uh, I gotta imagine the reason is fairly similar, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean he—they're hunting the stalker, and yeah. uh, Icky says, "Hey, if you catch the stalker, then she'll automatically love you, right?" And he goes, "Love's a lot more complicated than that, kid." And Medibi goes, no, you catch him and boom, you'll be partners like a Metabot and their fighter. And I'm like, Medibi, is there something you need to say here? <laughs> what? We need to get you better soap operas, Medibi. Um, but uh, yeah, so Coach Man Mountain is there going, I'm going to clobber you. You won't be able to see till next week. Just a whole bunch of just threatening this man. I'm like, well, so, all right. So clearly we're not going to find this guy if he's just screaming. So what is what is the explanation for why Miss Mimosa came here? Is this her apartment complex, or is she just like out for lunch, or what? No, she went home. Okay, all right. She's scared. Uh, she went, had to go home and do some work. Yeah. And uh, Coach Man Mountain knows where she lives, and is uh, they don't explain why they both know where Miss Mimosa live. Okay. Well, um, um, yeah, yeah. So Coach is there, and because uh, he only walked her to the bus stop, I think. I don't think he walked her all the way home the other day. Um. But yeah, uh, pretty pretty weird episode. <laughs> I I you know just just to help even things out. I feel like it is it wouldn't be uh, it would be understandable if Mister Richards knew where she lived because he's delivered flowers there before. That's is fair. What I'll go with. Um, um, also here- about this episode of MetaWatch, I think you guys can guess where this is going for the show uh, <laughs> about our stalker. Yeah. I guarantee you're wrong. <laughs> This you mean this is like going to be the cat. This is four different twists on this episode, and the entire time I'm just going, "Oh, this is a great show!" Except for the fact, you know, a poor music teacher just wants to teach kids music and just cannot be left alone by a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, so luckily, though, for all of these mysteries, Arika is on the case. Uh, she finds a rose petal outside of the window of the music room. Uh, goes to grab uh, Salty to help track it. 
uh, and explains this to Icky, uh, Meta B, and Mr. Richardson. Uh, Mr. Richardson, like, confirms some details about the rose petal. Uh, he says it's definitely a pink rose, and it's homegrown, not wild, um, which <laughs> confirms Arika's suspicions that she'll be able to track it down. Uh, and uh, basically, like, you know, Salty does a big sniff, and they do a little montage, and eventually they arrive back at the flower shop. Uh, um, real quick... Uh, you caught you caught it right <laughs> uh during the montage yeah i yeah. caught that uh during the montage we see ref and chickenziller talking and looking at a poster they're friends oh i i completely missed that i feel bad uh, um it's it's really funny it's like it's the last shot of the montage uh where she's just walking across and they're up yeah. in the upper left it's just chickenseller and mr referee like chatting about a poster that's it's, great i'm, I'm glad they're friends and i'm glad that Ms. chickenseller managed to sell all those fucking rabbits because clearly he's back to selling chickens again even though he's rabbit seller now but well, he's chicken seller he, he didn't have maybe this is oh you know what he didn't have any animals with him maybe he's like well you know i gotta find something new and then mr ref's like hey you see this poster of bunnies everyone loves bunnies <laughs> Maybe this is his backstory. Um, oh, so this is this is the explanation for why he had bunnies twelve episodes ago, Mitch. So many episodes ago, yet he, he had bunnies. Um, he already had the bunnies, I, Mitch. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. This is only episode sixteen, dude. <laughs> um, but also, it is a cyclamen petal, which represents bashfulness. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the clue is the person's bashful. I, you know, I see how he's setting himself up to be accused later. Uh, uh, so, um, you know, Arika like tracks it down to the, the shop, uh, obviously guesses, oh, the mystery man obviously bought the flowers here. It's, it is a florist shop and, uh, starts talking to Floro, um, and, uh, is, you know, ready to kind of like, uh, you know, uh, like wants to get inside to look at his financial records to see who's come and bought flowers recently. But Floro trips her to stop her. This knocks over a flower pot, which reveals several hidden pictures of Miss Mimosa, which convinces Arika that Mr. Richards is the um uh is is the 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 mystery man. Uh, slash in the sub, the stalker, uh, which causes uh, Floro to start to profusely sweat despite being a robot without sweat glands. <laughs> um, so the the picture that we see on top is taken at um, mail slot level of her sitting down <laughs> yeah, at the like, desk. All of these pictures are like, because in, in the dub, they say that they're photos that Mimosa has mailed to her secret admirer yeah. or whatever. But they're all uh, like but, clearly like long range candidates. Like, yeah, yeah. they're they're all like clearly stalker shots. <laughs> just like she is obviously unaware of the camera in all of these photos. Yeah. Also, the sweating is the cutest that um, Floro or Seeds looks the whole time. And I was going, oh, this is really cute. He drips water because you know he's a flower that's watering other flowers. <laughs> okay, all right. So that and that's how I explained there- it away. <laughs> there are ro- we are experimenting with robots uh, m- more so in the last couple of years but as far back as like 2014 2015 with giving robots effectively sweat glands because it is the most efficient way that we found to like cool down a system so <laughs> That's valid. so sweating robots are a thing they're just not usually a thing because you end up like oh yeah, it's super effective at cooling down the robot, but also it takes up like a third of the water in the in the system to do like an hour. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, 
it does make your robots kind of sticky and weird. And, you know, that's always fun. Everyone likes a sticky, weird robot. <laughs> Plants are sticky and weird. Yeah. So it makes total sense. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Floro, uh, sticky yeah. and weird. Floro is definitely weird. Would not be surprised if he was also sticky. Uh, you know what? That could be the podcast title. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so, um, as we uh, cut back to Icky and uh, Mr. Richards, Icky is having a crisis of conscience about if this is a, if really they should be doing this, like, should he be putting in all this effort to set them up? Uh, and that's when someone finally approaches, and it's Squid Guts with a full bouquet. Uh, and Coach and everyone, like, runs in to confront him and have a large, comical Looney Tunes dust cloud fight. Okay, hold on real quick. So uh, he's carrying uh, Lobelius, and he's like, so what do those mean? And he goes, hmm, those stand for evil intentions. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you, can't, you can't say that. Wow. Why are there flowers with evil intentions? Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen, sometimes you just got to you gotta make a message clear. <laughs> so the... Uh, just looking it up on Google real quick, the first thing that comes up, Lobelia, arrogance, malevolence. Yeah. Listen, sometimes you just got to let somebody know you're a bad bitch. Like, <laughs> flower <laughs> language is real. But they are also, pretty flowers. often taken to induce vomiting to cure general uneasiness. Okay. And now we know. Just like love. <laughs> Uh, Butterflies in your stomach? Eat some lobelias. No, that's that is having an anxiety problem. I know for a fact. <laughs> isn't that isn't that what love is? <laughs> Just constant anxiety. Uh, you know, as a married person, I have to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> so Miss Mimosa comes running out and telling. Thank you for I'll making that fighting. a joke. Thank you. <laughs> So, Miss Famosa runs out. She tells them all to stop fighting. This is when Squid Guts bursts from the cloud uh, to offer the bouquet and explain, um, uh, oh, they confront him about his plan, his clearly evil plan, uh, only to find out that he never sent any letters. He saw her walk by the Rubber Robo HQ, uh, fell in love with her, and decided then and there that he needed to propose to her, which is when he then pulls a ring out. Yeah. Uh, and she turns him down because she does not know him at all. And he is confused, so heartbroken that he breaks off one of his Robo Robo antennas, swearing he will leave the gang forever. Um, so he goes, hey, I like you. Please become my girlfriend, Robo. And she's like, uh, no. And then he goes, I saved up for three months to buy you this ring. Please marry me, Robo. First of all. Oh, my God. Hey, I haven't met you. I like you. Date me. Okay, you won't date me, then marry me. That's uh, that's a lot there. Uh, then and she just and goes, "Come on, fellas, we know you're supposed to spend six months worth of salary on a ring, am I right?" <laughs> oh no, oh man. Um, anyway, um, so uh, well, you know what? Three months of salary and six months of salary for this guy are the same thing because he makes zero dollars. <laughs> that's true. Fair. We do find out um, pretty I, much how bankrupt they are in the next episode. <laughs> so he snaps it off saying, because uh, she goes, well, I don't think I can marry someone in a, an evil gang, <laughs> which is fair, you know? Yeah. Um, he goes, I understand. And he, you know, he spins around and looks really sad and starts crying and then snaps off his horn and goes, I'll just quit the gang for you then. To which coach pops up and goes, I'll stop being a teacher for you. 
and I'm like, what are you talking about? That's your only passion in this life <laughs> is teaching children and helping them. Yeah. At least okay. in the dub, he says he'd, he'd rename the soccer team after her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also, this is just like in, in the ranking, in the rankings of potential rubber robo girlfriends, I think caviar is on top still. I, you I mean, know, yeah. I, I think uh, if we got a lot of the bad actors out of out of uh, the Rubber Robos and replaced them with Miss Caviar, uh, Mrs. Tenrio, and Miss Mimosa, I think that's that's starting a really good backbone for a criminal organization with equity and uh, kindness. Girl gang gets it done. <laughs> Kick everyone out. Get Caviar, a reformed sea slug. Mimosa, Tenrio, and Karen. Yeah. And there you go. Clearly, Squid right. doesn't want a life of crime anyways. So, like, yeah, yeah. next episode's Karen, specifically. <laughs> um, so, real quick, um, co-host, uh, legally frequent guest of the show, um, <laughs> who do you think the stalker is? Um, at this point, I'm still expecting, uh, I'm expecting a, another reveal to happen. As to who it is, um, because I, as much as they're clearly setting up Mr. Richards for it, I don't think it's him. Yeah, at this point, I'm thinking it's like, it's Koji or Shrimp Lips or like so, like someone else who's short, but also that we haven't seen this episode at all. <laughs> uh, although I do have, uh, I do have suspicions towards the one who it ends up being because of the aforementioned like, yeah. we get two separate instances where the screen just like zooms in on this character's face <laughs> and holds for like three seconds and i'm like mm, okay it can't be them it's got to be the cat yeah yeah so arika yeah, at this point i'm still expecting to swerve yeah arika shows up and starts declaring mr richards as a creepy stalker yeah and he goes uh it, no Oh, well, in in the dub instead, uh, Icky pushes pushes him to say, like, listen, if you don't tell her what you're going to do to, like, win her over now, like, you're going to lose to one of these two idiots. Uh, and that's when Arika arrives and says, how about he tell her the truth? <laughs> Which is just a nice line. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy Erica's it. incredible this episode. Yeah. I love her. Arika loves love. Yeah. Uh, which is why she shows off the pictures as evidence uh, that um, – uh, you know, Mr. Richards is her pen pal slash stalker in the sub. Yeah, she's Miss Mimosa's freaked out this entire episode by this. And then this happens as she sees all these pictures and she's just like, she doesn't say anything, but like the fear is palpable there. Yeah, uh, which I guess makes it even better when she gets uh, grabbed by a bunch of tentacles because it turns out it's Floro. Floro grabs her, uh, says that none of the other guys deserve her because they don't have any manners, and kidnaps her. <laughs> <laughs> um, he screams, I liked this girl for as long as I can remember. I won't let any of you have her. <sighs> uh, so he runs off to the greenhouse to hide. Um uh, Mr. Richards, uh, you know, like explains, oh, he'll, he'll probably think you'll have a better hide uh, time hiding amongst flowers than out in the open. Uh, and everybody, uh, gets, uh, ready to go in, but, uh, coaches burst through the door immediately falls into a pit trap, gets covered <laughs> in giant, like softball sized nettles and everyone runs over top of him. And then he gets covered in cacti. It's a very good guy. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. 
it, it's a really good gag. I want to take a, uh, just a little moment to appreciate, like, I love the, um, the fact that Floro's tentacles come out of his shoulder pads. Yeah. Well, like, it's, it's not, it has nothing to do with his hands or whatever. It's just, they come out of his shoulder pads. That's just where the part is. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be worse yes, if they, they were fingers. They've entered Narnia yeah. uh, in this incredible jungle that is inside the tiny greenhouse. Yeah. Uh, Squid Guts uh, uh, also tries to charge forward, but immediately gets eaten by a giant Venus flytrap. But uh, again, Mr. Richards explains, oh, they normally only eat flies, something that big. They're just going to spit him out later. He'll be totally fine. And uh, um, Metabee calls him one nasty neoprene loogie. <laughs> um, in the sub... Uh, they're debating whether or not it's ethical to rescue a criminal like this, Ooh. especially since it was his own fault. <laughs> a libertarian and then, hellscape indeed. <laughs> well, what they keep going is he keeps trying to hurt us. <laughs> Should we just leave him there? <laughs> to which, um, Mr. Richards goes, well, it normally takes 12 hours for it to digest the bugs it eats. So he should be fine for a little bit. <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> They continue their search, and they finally found uh, find uh, Miss Mimosa tied up on a rock with Floro. Uh, he won't release her because, uh, you know, he thinks that she's too good for anyone else but him. Um, this is when uh, Richards uh, gives Metabee the okay to fucking kill Floro by tossing his uh, Meta Watch under the ground. Um which uh, then starts a fight. Uh, Flora continues to hold Mimosa hostage, though, uh, and commands Metabee to climb up a tree and act like a monkey uh, in order for him to release her, which he does. And while uh, Flora is distracted by that, uh, Mr. Richard sneaks around the back, climbs up a tree, uh, swings in on a vine to knock Floro away from Miss Mimosa to rescue her, uh, um, at which point uh, the, the fight, it starts in earnest. <laughs> uh, so uh, Mr. Richard yells, why are you doing this? And then uh, Seeds, or Floro, goes, because I'm the bad guy, that's why. And then starts cackling. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I, I mean, anytime I'm asked why I'm doing something bad, I go, because I'm the bad guy. Like, that, <laughs> it's the best line you can say. Um, so, yeah, he throws his watch down and goes, he's not my Metabot anymore. I don't care what happens to him. Metabee, take him down. I'm like, you can, you have an eject metal button, right? Like, right there, dude. <laughs> He does. Has that ever worked? <laughs> the, in, like in the show so far, has it ever worked? Only um, one. They've only tried once, and it was Metabee. I I think the manual uh, like uh, coin release inside of uh, 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 Giganco counts for this. Yeah, but well, <laughs> Maybe? no, because it's like it's not the exactly. It's the manual release. Okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think the automatic the automatic uh, removal like ever worked in the show. We've never seen it on screen to be a valid method of restraining a metabot. Yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> if if it needed if it needed to be fixed, uh, the invisible hand of the market would guide them to uh, <laughs> buying different forms of entertainment and clearly the metabot corporation would know they needed to fix this massive problem and because people still buy metabots they don't need to fix it it clearly works just fine conspiracy theory time <laughs> aki also has a control all metabots uh, evil plan and that's why it doesn't work because it's on purpose so people can't uh, shut down his metabots when he takes control <laughs> yeah it's either um criminal negligence or um i mean capitalism is criminal anyway so you know it's one yeah. of the two. Um, but the other thing here is uh, Seeds and Floro tell him to do a cicada impression or the lady gets it. 
Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Medibee's like, I can't do that. I'm a beetle type. And he goes, well, do it anyway. So he just starts hopping on the tree and going, buzz, 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 buzz. And he goes, do it better. <laughs> so he starts going, buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> oh, man. That's really good. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, they start to fight. Um uh, you know, it, it doesn't take too long for Medibee to take out Floro. It turns out that Floro's uh, plan the whole time uh, was to get Richards and Mimosa together, in the dub at least. Uh, at first, his plan was to make her think it was Richards who was writing the uh, the letters, uh, but then he began to really enjoy the friendship. Uh, and uh, Miss Mimosa, you know, gives Richard back his, his uh, uh, meta watch. He manages to stammer out an invite to a date to her, but gets uh, interrupted again by... Uh, uh, Coach Mountain and Squid Guts, who, uh, who, you know, kind of chase her off. She kind of just wants to get out of here. And uh, uh, Floro gives Richard a uh, a lily as an apology. And that's just kind of where we end the episode. <laughs> um, he's muttering, just do it. Just do it. Just tell her. Just tell her the whole time. <laughs> so uh, instead of telling her as he saves the day Tarzan style, he walks over and goes, uh, what are you talking about? And then he's just sobbing in his voice uh floro is going he's just such a nice person i wanted to find a way to help see his love bloom so he was being a panto villain this entire time to (laughs) to get his uh his florist friend the courage to save the day yeah knowing that's pretty good (laughs) knowing he was probably going to be destroyed or like discarded because like you're not going to keep an evil metal bat like that you know you'll at least get rid of the metal Probably yeah. rid of the body too. Like, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, and then he hands over a snowdrop, which in the language of flowers means hope. Okay. Yeah. Which, real sweet. And then the entire time he's like, you know, may- maybe one day I'll be able to gather the courage. And then Icky and Rika are like, well, I guess this isn't the worst time ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are we sure was... we want this to be a Valentine's Day episode? <laughs> <laughs> I do. So, it. That's what I Valentine's Day is, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's all about hope. <laughs> hope and being weird and sticky. Um, but I, so I do appreciate that uh, Floro doesn't say that he fell in love in the dub. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just says that he enjoyed their friendship, and when, and he also thinks that none of these goobers are good enough for his friend. Yeah, I, I mean that's fair. <laughs> They, they aren't. Like, he he is like he's because he's looking at Squid Guts and Man Mountain fighting. It's like, look, all right, no, yeah, no, these chuck fucks can get out of here. And also, my best friend and uh, co business owner just does not have uh, the the chutzpah or the spine to ask out this girl that he clearly like wants to spend more time with. So, fuck him. <laughs> Also, someone at some point needs to remind me to write uh, Squid Guts and uh, Man Mountain having a conciliatory coffee, like, just commiserating about their failed love adventures. Oh, you mean the Squid Guts Man Mountain fanfiction that you need to write about the, uh, you know, uh, enemies to friends to lovers? Yes, please. Exactly. You know what? How, how they go to a, uh, a bodybuilding convention and the hotel room only has one bed? You don't... Yeah. <laughs> They're karaoke buddies now. <laughs> They're they're wingmen to each other, and they do karaoke together, and then they just go home tonight, just crying all the time together. You know, the, the and then there's one bad chair. Scene. 
<laughs> the very pointed scene where Squid Guts gives Man Mountain his broken off horn as a symbol of what they've gone through together. Yeah. <laughs> they both understand it's a manly friendship, and then maybe it becomes more over time. Yeah, listen, you know, they go home sad alone until they finally decide that one night to go home together. <laughs> you know what? This is good of a love story as any. Yeah. Oh, man. Certainly as good as any that's in this episode. <laughs> uh, speaking of love stories, you know, I haven't watched this one. I'm going to beam it directly into my brain as we talk about it. Uh, but uh, we've got a pretty romantic title for this next one. Uh, it's The Birds and the Meta Bees. We all know what that talk is. Am I right? I I get the joke for the name, but it's a bad name for this episode. <laughs> like, it happens. Like, the joke occurs in the show there are birds and meta bees in this in this episode um <laughs> certainly and, and, well they they make a birds and bees like explanation yeah so uh for, that does not happen in the sub at all <laughs> that's what i figured um, <laughs> but this is one of the first instances in a while where we get the title card before the rest of the episode usually you know you get a bit of a time then a title card uh this just starts uh penguin to the south is just what the name of the episode is. So it's just penguin. I love to be pinguing to places. Uh, so yeah, it's the grand opening of Happy Funtime Zooland. Uh, happy which is Happy Zoo new, Park. Yeah, yeah uh, new zoo in town. Uh, Arika even is like so excited because like they've never had a zoo in their hometown before. Uh, Metabi doesn't understand what a zoo is. It sounds terrifying for animals to be locked up for people to look at them. Um, and uh, they, you know, but they drag them there to go check it out. And uh, they're looking at a bunch of penguins and they see, you know, next to the penguin exhibit, they see there's a kid there with a penguin whose uh, battle specialty is not suited for battle because uh, <laughs> explicitly he was built to explore the Arctic. <laughs> it's like battle specialty. Don't fucking use it to fight. He yeah. is a children's toy. Yeah. Also a scientific uh, researcher. Yeah. In <laughs> um, the... Uh, and the sub, they clarify he's a recovery type with zero armor. <laughs> so uh, that's pretty Icky, good. Um, he does outline that as well. That the you know one of the reasons he can't fight is he literally does not have any 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 armor, which seems like a bad idea for a penguin shaped penguin research robot. I think it's asking for like a leopard seal to try and eat this this metal. Well, you got to remember how nimble and fast on their feet penguins are. They're famous for it. Yeah, and snow uh, like leopard seals, they're not. They don't starve to death. They still eat penguins. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but penguin can fly. <laughs> um, so real quick, um, they start off this episode um, with, you know, Arika and Icky and Metabee talking, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Um, I had to watch this a bunch of times because uh, I had sub on the bottom as well as subs on top. And I was trying to figure out what the hell was going on. <laughs> um I, I thought first, you know, they, they did something wrong. Turns out there's a song playing in the background I can barely hear. Oh. And I, you know, I it's not the song at the end. It's not the song at the beginning. I don't know where the song came from, but the song is from Metabi singing. So it's got to be somewhere else, and they just overlaid it somewhere. Um, <laughs> but uh, a couple of the lyrics I wrote down, uh, although I don't respect you as a master, and then later on, it's as if we are brothers. Being with you is the best. <laughs> but like the entire song is about like, you know, you know, I don't 
you're not my master. You suck, actually. But uh, I get fired up when I'm near you. Like, you know, when we look into each other's eyes, we can do anything. We're brothers, you and I. Like, cool. Why is that in this Penguin episode? (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe it's... See... This this would be really incredible if it was set up here and it happened once or twice throughout the season and then it was playing when they were fighting against the Space Pet Fighter X. Yeah. If maybe this was uh this whole thing of of them trying to get closer was in the middle of a season long arc for the first season of them having to learn how to work together and understand each other. Wow, that would be crazy. Uh we might but even like, be more endeared with them earlier on in season one if that were to happen. But the 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 audio is you know not that loud. Um, it it doesn't really have to do anything with this episode. Um, this isn't even really a meta B or icky episode. It's just because they're scared to commit. I I guess. But um, this is a good episode. I do love this zoo. It's a good zoo. I'd go to the zoo. Yeah. Because they the do, is incredible. Yeah. Uh, they they rush off to go see other animals. Uh, now that they're like, oh, that's uh, should we talk to that kid with the penguin metabot? No, let's go look at other stuff. Uh, <laughs> they left? say that, and while all the penguins are looking at the penguin, like they're all like crowding up against the the bars. Yeah. So, in the sub, they're like, uh, that kid's kind of weirding me out. Let's leave. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they, they run to go look at a tiki, but the tiger is sleeping, and they run to go look at a hippo, but the hippo's also sleeping, and then they run to go look at a giraffe, and the giraffe is also sleeping. Um, this is the best giraffe that I've seen, like, yeah. in an- like just animated though. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, just sleeping with its neck on a tree. Uh, <laughs> it's a good giraffe. Great. Yeah. Um, and that's when they see that a lion is sleeping, and then the lion conspicuously opens up as if it is a costume, and several penguins get out of it because they're having heat stroke. Um, which <laughs> well, is first when, it deflates. Yeah. Uh, which is when Metabee starts to think, oh, this is how baby is formed. Uh, the lion just gave birth to penguins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that is not in the, uh, the sub there. But I do love this entire episode. Is an Ace Ventura uh, reference, clearly. Yep, because uh, they, they look over to the other animals, and there's just, like, penguins coming out of hippo mouths, penguins climbing out of the giraffe body, and, like, Vetevi is just like, oh, wow, okay, so this is how animals are formed. They all give birth to penguins. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that Vetevi's like... I now understand why everyone likes the zoo. You get to watch all sorts of fake animals give birth to penguins. <laughs> yeah. M- Metabi in the sub is just pumped. He goes, this is so cool. I fucking love penguins, dude. <laughs> he thinks this is just a cool thing that happens. Yeah. Don't uh, be, uh, look, it's such, if I went to a zoo and this happened, I would be so ecstatic. Uh, <laughs> Metabi falls in love with penguins at this point and it keeps going for the rest of the episode and it is... It's precious. I love it. I'm I'm so happy that he has found something that he loves so much. Yeah. If I went to a zoo and there was a giraffe and then all of a sudden its head just falls down on the ground and I'm like, oh God, you know, what happened to that giraffe? And then its body just explodes open into penguins. I'm cheering. I'm freaked out, but I'm cheering. Like people are weirded out and or bored and I'm like... Excuse me? This is the greatest zoo yeah. in existence. Oh, yeah. A lot of people are getting mad because it turns out that they don't have any animals except for penguins and they start to walk out. Uh, and it's just like, 
I don't know, man. That's just a lot of penguins. That's fine. I do want to clarify. Great is in existence apart from, you know, all the animal abuse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll get to it. Uh, yeah. It goes kind of without re- saying. Yeah. Uh, uh, we MetaWatch the- firmly believes don't abuse animals. We'll put that out <laughs> yes. there. Yeah. Uh, we do cut over to the kid with his penguin robot. Uh, they are trying to hose down some of the penguins because they are clearly too hot. When some conspicuously dressed zoo workers come over, tell them to stop doing that, grab them, and then throw them out and ban them from the zoo for forever for uh, trying to stop animal abuse from happening, which ain't great. No animal lovers allowed. Yeah. Uh, um. At this point in time, I'm like, this is just a Team Rocket episode. Yeah. <laughs> Like, this is just a Team Rocket plot that the Rubber Robo stole. Um, I don't know. I This isn't the first time we've seen the Rubber Robo start up a theme park in order to steal Metabots or make money to steal Metabots. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it is it not the first time? Um, let's This is episode see. 19. What was the other episode? Uh, Ninja, Ninja World is Oh, 14. that was like 14. Yeah. 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 Five episodes later, huh? uh, Excuse me, Mitch. Uh, Ninja World was 33, and uh, Birds and the Metabees is uh, 36. So it's it's been three episodes since then. I I would I hoped you would have remembered. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, uh, we uh, cut over to the Tenryo household where they're watching the news, and uh, we get a conspicuous uh, Chekhov's Arctic exploration ship that is currently docked uh, and is about to leave on the next day. Um. Uh, Metabi hears this and asks about where, you know, where Antarctica is and all this other stuff and gets hyped again for penguins and wants to go back to the zoo the next day. Um, which is when we cut over to the Rubber Robo hideout where we found out that they made a whole $20 because they gave out too many free coupons. (laughs) It's good. Just, uh, just want to shout out the incredible joke of who in their right minds would pay to see just a bunch of penguins. Me! But I have no money. So you! Uh, I love this robot child. Indulge him in all of his hobbies and pastimes. Yeah, he's never seen a pengi before. Let him see a pengi. Uh, this entire uh, Rubber Robo hideout um, back and forth that happens is phenomenal. Yeah. If I, I wanted to write down every word to discuss it. Um, but like, uh, it were real good. Yeah, Sea Slug is doing classic hot dog man meme of who I don't I don't want to point any fingers, but we don't know who handed out too many uh, uh, coupons. <laughs> uh, in the the sub, they're arguing about why they have a whole zoo full of penguins, and it was a dumb idea, and whose idea it was. Um, in the and- dub, the explanation is that Shrimpy is allergic to basically any good zoo animal except for penguins. <laughs> Um, and also the penguins are short, have short stubby legs, so they can't run away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the sub, the the thing is, um, they're yelling back and forth, and Trimpy was against the idea from the beginning. Uh, then Gilgirl goes, well, you're the one who ran away from the lion. To which Squid Guts goes, didn't you also get scared from the lion and just say, let's all just kidnap penguins because they can't run away from us? <laughs> Valid. <laughs> and like, that's a good bit. Like, that's great. And the entire time, they're just yelling at each other and calling each other names. And then, like, the background robos start yelling, too. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Yeah. Uh, we cut to the next day where Metabi is not only dragging Icky, but also a Rika to the zoo. Um, so you can see his penguin pals. Uh, but they've rebranded the zoo. It's now the Monster Zoo. Uh, it's and it's we just see... called Hell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> just the word hell. <laughs> oh, but yeah, we see a bunch of weird demonic Pokemon, including a dragon. Uh, and it turns out they're all full of penguins again. And the penguins are experiencing heat stroke. And it's not good. And they hear an announcement for the next show where Gilgal is going to make a bunch of penguins jump through a flaming hoop, even though they haven't trained them for it, and starts flailing around a riding crop to get the penguins to like jump through the hoop. Uh, at which point, Metabi jumps up to like yell at them and tell them to stop. And uh, Squid Guts lets out their whole plan that they the zoo only exists so they can make money to take over the world. Uh which is then when they, again, with all of the other robos, surround them, grab them, and throw them out the back door of the zoo. <laughs> uh, in, in the sub, it, it's real cute. Uh, he goes, you don't even know part of our plan, Robo. And then they're like, Robo? The <laughs> girl just slaps her hand over his mouth. Shut up and leave. <laughs> uh, this is where they run into uh, uh, the penguin kid. And Karen is here now, too. Uh, she introduces him as Paco. Uh, she ran into Paco yesterday, and they've spent all night helping the penguins cool off with a little uh, watering can. Um, Karen hasn't slept at all. They've been here all night because she's an android and doesn't need to sleep. Um, and uh, Karen, you have a healing metabot. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, Paco tells them that Penguin wants to take the penguins back to Antarctica, where they can be free in their homeland. Uh, I did look it up. These are clearly uh, chinstrap penguins, and uh, chinstrap penguins are native to Antarctica. That's where they go to breed, uh, and they are basically found. But they they have a wider range than a lot of penguins do. Like they can be found in like southern South America and basically a lot of islands all around the uh, the southern hemisphere. Dope. Thank you for doing yeah. the research. I love I love penguins. Chinstrap penguins were my favorite penguin as a kid. Uh, <laughs> All right, yeah. penguins are cool. I don't. So this probably explains how the rubber robos got them, because no way the rubber robos went to Antarctica. Yeah. So uh, they went to like the Faroe Islands or something. Uh, <laughs> Wait. So did they spend the money to go steal a bunch of penguins to open a bad like also buy plot line? They spent a lot of money for this scheme. Well, they might have also just stolen them from other zoos in Japan. Like, yeah, uh, you I can't guess. convince that me sense. that didn't happen. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they probably just went around from zoo to zoo to zoo. Yeah. Uh, um, so in the uh, the sub, uh, it turns out uh, Penguin thinks he's a real penguin and was supposed to be in the South Pole because uh, the boy, uh, Paco or Kota, is uh, his dad's a researcher and left Kota and Penguin <laughs> Home alone. And the, the exp- oh, that's yeah. completely different. Yeah, oh, the, God. the explanation yeah. in the dub is that uh, um, Pingan is uh, Paco's dad's metabot and was there to help out with research. Um, but he sent Pingan home early to keep Paco company until he could return from his kind of like scientific uh, voyage to Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, because no one else is home al- home with this kid. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why the kid just stood outside a zoo all night. Um, not not the best dad in the show. I don't. He wasn't alone. He had Karen. I don't know if he's the worst dad in the show, but he's not the best dad in the show. <laughs> 
well, this is when uh, our other big romantic interest in these sets of episodes shows up. Rakusho is here. Uh, he is agreeing that, yes, the penguins should be returned back to Antarctica, where the polar ice flows are calling for them, a place they can call home. And uh, before he disappears again, comments that he wishes that such a place like home could exist for metabots as well. Just, mm-hmm. you know, a, uh, a, a, a place where all metabots could go to be free um, because he's very mysterious and I love him. Um, and they all quickly hide as Squid Guts comes up to kind of hassle the penguins. Um, and that is when the wind blows at Squid Guts' hat revealing one of his antennas and this is the exact moment where they finally realize they are rubber robos <laughs> it's a good bit i really do love this bit the slow-mo reveal <laughs> the- and rakusho the place where metabots yearn to call home that's just that's just your crush's arms baby yeah <laughs> yeah i i wish i wish they would have given like an extra second or two for metabi to just sparkle eye stare at rakusho because one Rakusho. And two, Rakusho's defending liberating penguins. Yeah. Metabi's new favorite animal. Listen, the the place that calls for Rakusho uh, like home is clearly the Tenryo household, because that's where Metabi is. <laughs> His home's on the road. Metabi needs to join him. I don't know. I don't know if Metabi's cut out for that open road lifestyle. He needs no, to be pampered. That's why it's a doomed <laughs> love. Uh, I think Mrs. Tenryo could take Rakusho's cape and pass it through the washer-dryer cycle once or twice. <laughs> oh, maybe dis- maybe that's why it disappears. It gets completely disintegrated. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, this is when Icky decides that he's going to uh, bust the penguins out. He can't let them be in there any longer. He's got to help out. Uh, Paco is fine with, with this whole plan for Penguin to take the penguins back to Antarctica, even if it means that, um, uh, he'll have to give up Penguin as his, his one and only friend. It's all right because the, the penguin's happiness is more important. And this is when Icky remembers that, yes, the SS Barnacle Bottom is currently docked in, in, uh, the harbor here. And if they can get the penguins there, then the ship can take them back to Antarctica and they'll be totally fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man um I, i'm just surprised they didn't go with bikini bottom i mean this is a few years after spongebob it, it is yeah i'm sure barnacle bottom is still meant to be a, a reference to that uh but yeah they meet up it's a legally distinct neighbor yeah legally distinct neighbor yes <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh they meet up after sunset uh, to get together to plan the, this uh, this jailbreak, where uh, Karen reveals that she has brought equipment for them, uh, including new uniforms. They're basic black, fun, fashionable, and functional. Uh, they are black new leotards with Naruto flak vests. Uh, I I know where you were gonna go, Mitch. You were gonna go with a rubber robo angle, but these are clearly Naruto outfits. <laughs> well, first of all, Naruto. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There, I, I wrote down burglar zookeeper slash Naruto. <laughs> okay. Um, like, I don't necessarily get it, but it's a good look for everybody. Like, I'm not saying I would necessarily wear this, but like maybe throw a belt or like something around the knees. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down. Yeah. Like, yeah, just something to give texture to the lower body. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, like, definitely, like, being able to wear a black neoprene bodysuit with just some shorts and a belt. Uh, really the dream. Uh, I want to live that, that anime life. Uh, you know what works really well around the knee, though? 
like a holster, like somewhere where you'd put a couple of knives or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, and, you know, a belt, well, a belt isn't super functional, like, especially when you're wearing a bodysuit. Nothing really needs to be held up. So you might as well, like, put a bag on it, like a fanny pack, right? To maybe hold or, some shurikens yeah. or some, like, explosives or smoke bombs. Well, maybe here, here's the other thing. Um, <laughs> you don't necessarily need the belt, uh, you know, praying. And then also, like, you already got a crop top jacket with a lot of detail. You know, that's a lot of busyness for your tummy. Why don't you put it somewhere else to draw attention there, like around your head, so that oh, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you put a protective plate on there. Um, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. functional and fashionable. Yeah, and um, really, instead of going black, if you're going to be heading out at night, these are kids. We want to make sure that they have a nice, visible color so they don't get hit by cars. <laughs> so you know, maybe some nice reflective orange. <laughs> Oh, only one of them needs the reflective orange, though. Uh, but you know, well, yeah. As long as everyone else is close to them, yeah. it's it's fine. Now, here's <laughs> the thing: they're going to be doing a lot of activity, so we definitely want to make sure their shoes have ankle support. But also, this is apparently the heat of summer. These, even though uh, you know we had a cold snap snow a couple of episodes ago, um, <laughs> but you know it's very very hot right now. Heat of summer. Penguins going through heat stroke. Clearly, they need some kind of they need a room to breathe. And I feel like. You know, the, the things that you should always try and cool down first are what? Um, your neck and head, uh, your hands and wrists, or what? Your ankles and feet. So just open those boots up, open toe, open heel, get a nice cross breeze going through there, just nice boot sandals. You got to protect those fingies and toes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so know anyways, anything else about s- Naruto <laughs> that we could... Uh, oh, you know, you need a big gourd of sand, you know, to, to, to throw <laughs> off your... <laughs> What if you had weird eyes and then you kissed people? Like, yeah. I don't I don't know. What if instead of a metabot, you had a dog friend, and then you and your dog friend turn into versions of both of you that are slightly more similar to the other one? <laughs> hey, what if instead of having one beetle metabot, your skin was just filled with a thousand tiny beetle metabots? <laughs> oh, here it is. Uh, those big bulky things on Metabee's wrists and feet are just weights. Just holding them back. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. God. Let, yeah. Let him throw him off so he can get Metabee that moves at like 10 times the speed of sound or whatever. Uh, so they synchronize their watches and get ready for this heist. Um, uh, they're heading in uh, there. They find a door. Karen pulls out a grappling hook, uh, which he <laughs> uses to get over the wall. But Arika finds the door was unlocked uh, to begin with. Um, the penguins are still too hot. Um and are a little little concerned, but this is when Pengen comes in and says the single best line of the show I have ever heard. <laughs> I am Pengen, you will be safe with me. <laughs> a non-combat, no armor metabot. You will be safe with yeah. me. I am Pengen, uh, you will be safe with me. <laughs> um So this starts where the, this episode becomes one of the best episodes of Metabots. Because it's a heist episode now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, first of all, yes, highest episodes are always the best episode of anything. Um, so, uh, Penguin doesn't talk at all <laughs> in the whole episode. He doesn't say oh, a single goddamn word. Oh, that's a downgrade because in the dub, no. I don't know if you knew this, but he says, I am Penguin, you will be safe with me. <laughs> so what happens? So wait, he shows up in front of the penguins, and then the camera zooms in on his face for a couple of seconds. He doesn't say a goddamn word. <laughs> And then the narrator zooms in on the penguins and goes, at that moment, they understood everything. (laughs) And then the penguins just follow him. (laughs) And I was like, all right, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. But there's, it gets better from here on out. (laughs) 
It does. Uh, oh. So uh, Icky leads them out. Oh, wait, one moment oh. before before we get to the next part. Just quick shout out to the like like Louis Vuitton bags that Karen has to carry like <laughs> bo- uh, like everything in. Like she's just got these little like shopping bags. Yeah, yeah. You know. uh, like pink polka dots and everything. It's like, oh yeah, here we go. I've got a grappling hook. I'm prepared. Yeah, it's my yeah, coach she- brand grappling hook. <laughs> Well, when when you're going to commit a heist, you got to commit a heist with fashion first, right? Yeah. You got to be prepared. But part of that being prepared is, well, what if you get caught by the camera? You want to look good. Like, if something goes wrong, I'm saying you want to look Karen, good. All I'm saying is, Karen has had all this. Like, she had this ready to go at a moment's notice. She has had shit prepared for a heist for a while, and she's like, finally, I get to do a goddamn heist. Yeah. It's time. <laughs> It's finally time. If, if this episode came out earlier in the show, for whatever reason, um, Karen probably would have been on the list of who's underneath that Phantom Renegade mask. Yeah. <laughs> but 100%. no. No, they had to wait. And then they even had the Rubber Robo uh, fake out. But yeah. no. Well, here here's the thing. Uh, she is a robot programmed by Dr. Aki. We know Dr. Aki works with the Phantom Renegade. Clearly, uh, the Phantom Renegade programmed some of his experience into Karen. That's the, that is the explanation for all of this. Well, we know there's multiple Phantom Renegades, right? So maybe Karen's just another one of them. She works with the Tenryos. That's true, yeah. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Uh, Icky ushers all of these penguins into the sewer to escape because uh, they've they've got like a dinghy parked out at the uh, the sewer exit. Medivy tells them not to drink the yellow water, um, and uh, this is when the rubber robos uh, uh, come to check up on the penguin enclosure and figure out they've escaped. Uh, which luckily, I guess they've put cameras into the sewer tunnels because that's where they see that all of the kids and uh, the penguins are, and so they hit a button to release a mass a massive flow of water to flush them out. Uh, and uh, you know they head to the release point for the sewers. They're we're waiting for the kids to get flushed out, and uh, wow, there's so much water that comes out it completely flushes the rubber robos away too. Uh, uh, which sea slug yeah. yells the line. This should teach you. And you should have known better to mess with their only source of income. <laughs> Which, that's a good ass line. Like, I love that line. I'm. Uh, I can't. I can't wait for Sea Slug to have an entire plot about uh, making the stock prices of GameSpot or GameStop rise up because they bought a franchise. <laughs> I'm just saying the good rubber robos should start a union. They should. They should unionize. Uh, Are you telling me... is the one who gets into it when when the price is at 300. (laughs) Are you telling me this evil alien cat from outer space has enough money to build this giant network of criminals as well as lots of giant robots and Cecil can even afford ramen? (laughs) Unionize. I think you're assuming they have a paycheck. They they talk often about how uh, they do get paid, but like... They don't get paid a lot. Uh, so the zoo, uh, when they're uh, arguing at the hideout, they said, we didn't make any money. We don't have enough to pay the robos, let alone buy penguin food. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly, Sea Slug has to commit crimes just to pay everyone their, um, their paychecks. It is it is yeah. clearly a multi-level marketing scheme. You know, you can be your own boss, hire a bunch of robos of your own. You've got to pay them, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you if you manage to induct 
ten people into the Rubber Robo uh, group, then your soul will become one with the Universe Galactic. Well, that's uh, but also you're in charge of their salary. That's okay. how you get more antennas. Uh, the the <laughs> more you, the more Rubber Robos you recruit, the more antennas you get. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, multi-level marketing, bad. But if I knew that the guy I was paying money to, uh, so I could be my own boss. And he paid money too. If I knew at the top of that food chain, someone was buying a giant death machine robot, as opposed to another fucking yacht. You can't tell I, me that Cutco is not buying death machine robots. <laughs> I'm saying if they did, you know, that'd be better than what they're actually spending <laughs> that mean, money on. A yacht is a death machine robot. It just all depends on application. <laughs> I, I'm landlocked. <laughs> like, that yacht's not coming near me. I'll be fine. So, uh, they make their escape. Kieran throws a bunch of explosive, like tiny explosive marbles at them to slow them down. Uh, Phantom Renegade yeah. right there. Naruto. Uh, yeah. Uh, they can't manage to, uh, get it to get to their dinghy. So instead, uh, they see that a bus is pulled up. So they get all the penguins onto, a, onto the bus, <laughs> uh, even paying the fare to the, uh, the, the nice friendly, uh, bus driver. Um, and uh, Sea Slug comes uh, – well, I guess all of the Rubber Robos go running after them. Uh, sea Slug tries to continue to push through to catch up to this bus. And this is when I noticed a particular thing about the animation in this episode is um, there is a certain quality to it. It really comes out in this, this face shot of Sea mm-hmm. Slug running and sweating that it's kind of weirdly hyper-realistic. Yeah. It is just – what the way I wrote it is there are some disturbingly detailed sweaty faces in the sequence. Uh, so you know, after the Gurren Logan episode, uh, I figured, all right, there's probably something going on here, and I went and looked it up. And wouldn't you know it, um, the guy who directed this episode, and then the guy who storyboarded this episode, um, would go on to be two big uh, people at um, production IG and worked on all of the Ghosts in the Shell TV shows. Uh, like, basically, if there was a standalone complex-like property, they have directed and done storyboards for it, and, and like, also probably done, like, various other roles for doing, like, you know, uh, scripts and, you know, writing and uh, doing, like, key animation and, like, all of uh, kinds of, like, little things. That's uh... Every episode I'm on, the sentence... <laughs> Metabots is the cipher of mid-2000s anime (laughs) becomes more and more true. Uh, That's really cool, because Tensei Okamura, you know, the director of Metabots, uh, the Metabot daddy himself, uh, he did the Ghost in the Shell uh, SAC second uh, second gig. Yeah. Um, so like that was a reunion for them. That's a Metabot reunion show. It it really explains why that because like it, it was always kind of confusing to me why after the second season of Metabots it got picked up by a completely different studio, and the studio that uh, Metabots Damashi gets made by is Production IG, the studio that just makes fucking Ghost in the Shell shit. Mm-hmm. So like uh, it yeah it really explains that yes yeah, so you had a bunch of these people like probably leave this smaller company to go to like what is like one of the more prestigious like animation houses in japan and we're like hey uh can we get the metabots rights we'd like to work on the show again <laughs> yeah that that makes me feel so much more hopeful for the the third season because at that point in time it's kind of a labor of love where they're like no 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 we want to do that more yeah <laughs> like that's yeah, really so exciting. We, we don't have to worry at least about it being like, oh, the they went bankrupt, so it's like someone just picked it up. Whatever. It's, it's oh, it's this, it's the same people who are working on yeah. it. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, I, I got a couple things I want to point out here real quick. Um, I that Seasug running animation is great. Um, he basically passes out and starts crying and about how he's dying and calls to his mother and then the rest of the the rubber robos pull up in a taxi. Yeah. But um, before that, they see the bus driver and they run up to him and they don't say anything other than you have to help us. Bad people are chasing us. And the bus driver stares at the penguins and the penguins stare back. And then the narrator goes, at that moment, the bus driver understood everything. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good goof. It's very rare that the narrator is actually good in this show, but that's a very, that's, yeah, that's good. Uh, That's a really good two part goof. Holy shit. Oh, oh, it's not a two-part goof. Oh, buddy. Uh, it's the kind of goof that only gets funnier every time it gets used. Yeah. I am so very excited. Uh, so, on the bus, uh, the bus is filled with children and penguins. Uh, Paco is, you know, talking with Penguin about how, you know, he is going to miss them a lot. Uh, but, you know, it's it's important that they do everything they can to help these penguins. And at the end of the day, they can always be pen pals. Whoa. <laughs> Uh, the rubber robos ditch their cab for not going fast enough and stopping at stoplights. Uh, but he no. pressures them into still paying for the, the cab fare. Uh, and here we go. So, um, they, they ditch the taxi driver and then, he, uh, he's like, well, what about your bill? And Cecil goes, oh, I will pay you once I have the money. So then he goes, what? And then freeze frame narrator goes at that moment, the taxi driver understood everything. <laughs> And then, oh. and then, uh, freeze frame ends. He goes, "As soon as I have money, means you never get paid." <laughs> and then it turns out, um, uh, Shrimpy's in the back, and he says, "Can we just put it on my Robo card?" Yeah, same but, with the dub. <laughs> but well, in the in the dub, it's they leave, and then Shrimpy hasn't gotten a chance to get out, and effectively he's locked in yeah. the cab, and that's where he's because he disappears for the rest of the episode. <laughs> It's, he's just like they leave him and it's like Seaslug reneges on the on the on the payment so the cab driver's like buddy it, you have to pay and he's like would you accept my rubber robo card and like sma- uh, fade to black Shrimpy is no longer in this episode Shrimpy is dead he's been killed by a cab driver <laughs> but um I love the three callback and at that moment they understood everything yeah, <laughs> so goddamn good. It worked every time I watched this episode, too. <laughs> it's a good goof. Uh, so uh, the rubber robos managed to get to the port before the kids and the penguins can, and they've already set up with uh, their their aquatic metabot specialty aqua attack, Aquamar. Um, and the ship is even blowing its horn, uh, indicating that it's going to be leaving soon. So Icky and Metabi offer to handle the row battle while Karen and Rika get the, the pengies aboard. Uh, and this is when Mr. Referee comes in, announcing it as an official row battle and ready to go. And, uh, yeah, we're, Sea Slug gets ready to fight and sends the, uh, Gilgal and Squid Guts to go chase after the penguins. And, uh, we're, we're off to it. Um, 
So Meta B, uh, so Iggy and Meta B are confident here because they already they've already seen what uh, Aquamar can do. They clearly have a, a pair of legs from his model already. So they're like, oh yeah, we know how to handle this guy, of course. Oh yeah, in that episode where we saw them fight before, and he got the legs that we've seen uh, the views. Yeah, totally. They definitely fought him before. <laughs> that happened off screen. Yeah, um, this entire fight is Seaslug explaining how his metabot works. <laughs> they don't even bother with that in the dub. It's just um, they, they they might even cut parts of this fight out because we barely get any of it. Uh, it is the MRN type clear diving, which is a pretty good name. And the ref was just disguised as one of these penguins the whole time. <laughs> so he he grows and tears off his penguin costume. Yeah. I love it. Um yeah, so this fight... He understood everything. He knew what was going to happen. Uh, we don't just get one fight. We're getting two fights. Uh, it's true. Rukusho shows up and starts beating up Gilgal and um, uh, Squid Guts. Yeah, while, he like, uh, drops an entire crane full of, I guess, fish onto them to stop them from uh, chasing after the penguins. <laughs> and then starts attacking them with his sword. And then uh, yeah. Meta B and Clear Diving are fighting like a pretty cool fight on their end of the pier. Like, yeah. This is cool. This is action. Yeah. And then we, we get a little moment of, of strategy because uh, um, Aquara manages to knock Metabi into the water. Metabi doesn't, and, you know, uh, I guess Icky can't transfer parts at this point or transfer them through the water or whatever. And is like worried like that Metabi isn't going to have a way to get out of the water to be able to like fight effectively, which is, uh, you know, as they get all the penguins loaded on the ship and it starts to, to head out of port. Uh, Icky realize, like tells Metabi to grab onto the anchor to surface, and once he gets up there, when Aquamar comes to attack him, he just launches a zoming missile, takes him out, and we're all done. We're good to go. <laughs> I may have misheard, but I I do appreciate that Aquamar uh, yells Aqua Ram when he headbutts <laughs> Metabi into the water. <laughs> it's a good bit. Oh man. Uh you know, uh, it, I think what happened is they um, they got him half price. They got him used. So part of his name got accidentally scratched off of the packaging. He's supposed to be Aquaman. Oh, oh there we go. <laughs> All right. Let's... And also, the, let's not forget, they didn't. it wasn't just Rakusho fighting off Girl and the Squid Guts. Uh, because there was also Erica, and she had a broom. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> She's holding it. I don't... I don't think she ever did anything with it. I think she was just holding it, right? Oh, she she doesn't. But Gil Girl does say, "We, we can't do this. They've got a metabot and a broom." <laughs> <laughs> I so, mean, Arika uh, holding a weapon is actually uh, toning down her lethality. Yeah, true. <laughs> we we've She's seen not that allowed flying to fight barehanded. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she has taken out metabots before, and she will again. Yeah, but you know. That she's no longer allowed to fight barehanded. It's too dangerous. Yeah. That with the referee there. Mr. Referee is watching. Uh, this is when the rubber robos decide to do what they do in every situation like this, and that's run away. Um, the penguins sail off to Antarctica, and Paco begins to cry as he calls out to Penguin, saying that they'll still be pen pals. Uh, and it's just, you know, a beautiful end. A beautiful, loving friendship. Now, uh, between... wait, how does this resolve in the sub? <laughs> uh, the same thing. They... they... He goes, oh, bye, I'll miss you. <laughs> and then they just wave. Uh, Mr. Referee's on the ship waving too, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> he, he is he is on the ship and waving, and it is it is my favorite part of the episode. Yeah. But you said that in the sub, uh, Paco was here home alone because his father had forgotten him and Penkin. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I did, didn't I? This child, this child no longer has his robot companion. Yeah, I know. It's and, okay. And- <laughs> I'm, I, you know, this is episode um, 30, uh, 36. Um, and we've got plenty more episodes all the way to 52, where I'm sure we're going to get so many episodes about the fact that now he's living with Karen. No, Kota dies. He, yeah, he certainly doesn't feature again after episode 19, because, you know, episode 19 was um, into Rintaro. And certainly we would just, we clearly this kid's going to be a staple of these episodes from here on out, because otherwise he would die off screen, yeah. assuredly. Yeah, he died. Yeah. Also, Aquamar's medal dumped in the ocean that metal is lost forever yeah. here's the other thing i i don't know if uh paco kota i don't know if he had the keys to his house <laughs> <laughs> because he was at the zoo He's a he never went back yeah because icky and karen and them are eight years old this kid's half their height this kid's like four home He's alone got like a baby with a, voice too like with this a is, penguin this robot is, yeah. He's ankle biter height like god it's okay. Oh, maybe he can join the ankle biters. No, you know what he needs to do? Join the robos. Well, what he needs to do is lift himself up by his bootstraps and get a job and just, you know, find his own place in this libertarian paradise of, of the Metabots universe. Uh, maybe. he. Uh, no, I was going to say maybe he goes live with Mr. F. Nope, Mr. F fucked off to Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I, I guess Karen has to adopt the boy, right? She'll be like, "This is where I sleep," and it's like, "That's, that's a, that's a closet with a charging cable, <laughs> <laughs> and you can sleep there. It, that's a table with nothing on it." Yeah, you know, at least we know that her house is going to have. Pl- it's going to be very clean, and it's going to have plenty of fresh food in it. Uh, God, I'm just. What happens to this young boy? <laughs> These were really good episodes. I'm glad that we had the, these two episodes after last week's fucking. Yeah. God. Hey, remember uh, last season of Metal Watch when I kept saying, I'm really worried about season two? <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, this is fine. And then we watched the first two episodes of season two. You're like, see, Mitch, you're stupid for worrying about these. <laughs> I mean, about half of the episodes so far have been pretty good, right? I, like, I think... you're. Uh, I I think other than Eat Drink Man Metabot every ep- or uh, uh, no wait I think other than Nobody Home uh, like every episode that we've watched so far has been great honestly uh, I did not like Eat Drink Man Metabot Nobody Home Bridge Over <laughs> Troubled Squid Guts Once Frostbitten Twice Shy had its moments but like eh the rest of them I were pretty admit, good I don't even oh wait yeah yeah eat drink man metabot was very mediocre uh now because i i didn't even we recorded it last week i did not remember what the fuck that episode was yeah that Uh, was kareem the eco-terrorist yeah which Um, uh yeah no thank you it was it was okay uh it was very clearly an early episode of metabots um but we got we got some good ones this time Uh, yeah now the penguins are on their way to antarctica so is mr referee the world is healing yeah (laughs) <laughs> and um, we got another episode and a half of MetaWatch before we're at the tournament. I am pumped. We, do. we got Skyward Yo and Love at First Bite next time, uh, and then uh, Heavy Metal and uh, Let the Meta Games Begin. But, uh, well, I mean, to that point, um, I guess, yeah, Heavy Metal is the last one before we, we skip mm-hmm. back to everything being in chronological order again. It's very exciting. Yeah. I'm very excited. This is my excited voice being excited. Um, 
I'm so excited for you to hit that tournament. It's, it's, there's so much, there, well, there's so many good moments, but the thing is, I can't remember anything from those episodes other than those specific moments, so I can't tell you if those episodes are good or not. Yeah. I just know there's all there's always good shit in each of those episodes. Yeah. Uh, and we're well, going to have uh, Sam back a couple times. Yeah. I mean, you, you are now, are you are not a co-host, but you are a legally, definitively different regular guest. Uh, and Sam, I do want to say it's always great when you're on for episodes. <laughs> It is a blast. Every, every time I come on, it's always it's always great. Now, would you say you're Canada's premier metabot expert? I think are any are any other of your co of your uh, guests or recurring guests Canadian? No. Uh, then yes, <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> I mean, even if they were, you've been on more than them. True. As a guest. Yeah. As a guest. Yeah. Um, I, I think... Uh, Legally yeah. distinct from co-hosts. Yeah. I mean, we've we've only got, what, uh, two other guests that are that are in the North American sphere. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I still think that you're definitely, like, you know, the top the top North American Metabots uh, expert. Can't speak globally. Um, uh, I've heard some whisperings about somebody in, in the Southern Hemisphere who may or may not know a lot about Metabots. We might be examining this uh, this mystery very soon, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I I think we can definitively say Sam is the the definitive Metabot expert that we know from Canada. See, the problem is that <laughs> is that Japan got that really cool like big bundle that that we don't really have access well, the, to well, uh, recently. So there might be a bunch of other Metabot experts well, springing up very soon. Let's let's not mince any words. Japan has Metabots, and we <laughs> do not. <laughs> God, I, like, just I keep out. trying to find a way to get the phone game on my phone. It's not working, even with a VPN. I'm trying to find multiple different ways to get any of these games working with even barely English. I'll use my phone and a different thing to translate on the fly. No go. Let me give you money, Metabots Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> I can buy the toys. I, I, I can do that, I guess. Uh, but yeah, um, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, yeah. Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at SSBSLJ on Twitter and uh, every week on It'll Wash Out, a Bleach Rewatch podcast. We were just talking about that before the show. I need to catch up. I'm excited. Um, there's at least three good Bleach episodes, and I'm sure you guys have already covered them. Yeah, because there's at all- least three good ones. We're <laughs> and next this Sunday is so two Sundays ago. If you're listening, to, if, you, if you're listening to this not live, uh, is the season three finale episode. Okay, we you've already covered all the good that- episodes then, because all the good episodes are before Soul Society starts. Yes, and then, well, actually, actually, that's what we thought. Turns out, there's a lot less good good episodes before Soul Society starts. A lot more good episodes that we thought at the start of Soul Society. Okay. Uh, then there was a lot more bad episodes at the end of Soul Society, <laughs> followed by several really, really good episodes. Okay. Uh, and now, it's finally here. The countdown to Bount Town is finally zero. <laughs> we are going into the ex- the first extended Bleach filler arc. Oh, gosh. Oh, beautiful. It is time. I, uh, what is that, like yeah. one, two seasons? Uh, it's... I think it's like a 60 or 70 episode season or something. It's, <laughs> no, maybe it's just 26. It's a ridiculous amount. I'm... Uh, there... <laughs> 
the second the second large filler season is the one that I'm excited about because it happens in between two fights that canonically happen within thirty seconds of each other. Fucking <laughs> 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 like it's an entire thirty episode season. Uh, and it is 30 episodes, that one. It's just like this weird, irregular numbered season where it's like one fight happens. It's a huge season ending uh, thing. Ichigo like falls on the ground, exhausted. Oh, I've, I won the fight. The next enemy shows up immediately and it's like, oh, fuck. And then <laughs> you start the next episode and it's like, hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited to go to the Temple of Bleach. Uh, I don't. I don't understand how any other rewatch podcast can exist because Metabots so good, very short. (laughs) And I, I love Colin. This is, this is a fantastic show. I've been, you know, so happy about it this whole time. I was about ready to gush about it on Twitter today. I decided not to, um, I don't want to stroke Colin's ego. Um, (laughs) I could not imagine doing an anime rewatch podcast for like four years straight about an anime that's pretty all right sometimes yeah we're lucky it we was, only have 91 episodes of metabots <laughs> and so far they're like 80 bangers yeah see on our side it was it was a joke and then it was a mistake and now it's a thing <laughs> uh, we'll see if it becomes a success all power to you i believe in yeah. you i believe it uh n- no mitch never believe it uh where can they find you on the internet, Mitch? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Big Bad Beetleboy. Um, that is, that's pretty much where I hang out anymore. Uh, just Twitter. Um, just, just find me there. Tell me I'm great. I, I need the validation. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually doing gifts. If you saw that, because we have two Twitters for MetaWatch, at uh, MetaWatch and at MetaRotch. Uh, I finally got my gifts up and running. I had set my settings wrong, so I couldn't upload any GIFs for a while. But okay. I'm doing well, that. I got it down. I'm really glad that you didn't um, uh, drop your computer during that, and we didn't, you know, lose a bunch of that that uh, that dialogue. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be that'd be crazy, and I would look very stupid if that were to ever happen. Oh, it would be wild if I had to try to find a way to uh, make it sound like uh, you just uh, that we cut like a three or five minute like exit down to like a minute and a half because you weren't uh, you just we didn't get you recorded for the whole time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, hey, uh, you check us out at MetaWatch. Check us out at MetaRotch. Uh, also, you can find me at Pagetish. That's P A D G E T T I S H. Uh, and yeah, this is this is a great time. Love doing it. <laughs> uh, Japanese Metabot fan just retweeted our most recent episode. Uh, yeah, that's You're cool. Global. Yeah, Boom. global. <laughs> Thank you, Mo eighty four Dan five underscore Meta. <laughs> you know what? We do love. Probably my favorite uh, fan of this show is Mo eighty four Dan five. Um, yeah. Always very supportive. Uh, has a very chock full Metabot Twitter that I uh, check out occasionally. Uh, very positive. I don't know if we'll ever be listening to the end of this show, but I love you. Thank you. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Also, I don't know if this is uh, Metabots related, but there's this one that they uh, tweeted that just looks like the Flatwoods monster, kind of. Uh, yeah. Yeah, throw that in the chat. <laughs> what are we doing? Are we still recording a podcast? <laughs> oh, God. What is this? I love it. Yeah, we don't have an ending, Colin. Yeah!